Hello, everyone. This is John Lee, your local real, real estate agent here in the Philadelphia area. We have a special guest, Jerome Lewis. So what's good, Jerome? Tell us about yourself. Hi. Hi. Hey, John. Uh, my name is Jerome Lewis. I specialize in marketing for real estate entrepreneurs. That means I help real estate agents, real estate investors um, learn to market. And for those of you that are not real estate agents, real estate investors, I help the people that serve you learn how to better market, better market themselves and properties that you might list with them or buy from them. Yeah. So, Jerome, uh, a little bit about yourself, your history from, you know, from let's just say from all the way from your childhood to where you are now as an adult, tell us a little about yourself and what your story is. Dang, man, all the way back to my childhood. Um, so my childhood is interesting because I don't get to tell the story a lot, but I like to tell people because they think that I'm this amazing person and I became this amazing person without like going through like any struggles. And um, if I can think, I can think all the way back to kindergarten probably. And I grew up, I basically grew up without a dad. So I had my mom and she raised me. She did the best that she could, but she didn't, um, she basically raised me soft. And um, I needed a father in my life. I didn't have a father. And growing up, because my mom cared so much, she kind of spoiled me. Um, and because of that, I started, and I'm still in kindergarten, I started going to school, and I would be spoiled, and I can get my way. So I was, like, basically a crybaby. Um, uh, eventually, she, eventually, like, in school, we grew up a little bit, and then I can remember, like, elementary. These are key points that I remember. I can remember... I, remember elementary and it was Christmas time and I wanted some Christmas gifts and I, they, she said we weren't getting any Christmas gifts so I, I cried and like a little baby and I was hiding under their desk at school and they were like the, the staff was like what's wrong with you Jerome and I was like I want my Christmas gifts and I was being a crybaby and eventually because I was being a crybaby I brought attention to my family I brought attention to my family and my mother she didn't know any better she used to whoop us and we had like whelps on us and stuff like that and he mm -hmm. took us away from my mom it was one of the worst experiences ever Whoa, they took us wow. from elementary and because they took us uh we had to go to like foster care and foster care i remember i think we're in like middle school now uh i used to get picked on and one day i was like you know what? i'm tired of getting picked on I'm tired of being a crybaby i'm tired of this i'm just gonna start fighting back i don't know how to fight but i'm gonna start fighting back because i'm tired of people messing with me and i did that and that's where i kind of gained uh enough confidence to let to to tell people to stop messing with me um so that's middle school high school um i still didn't have a dad and while i was growing up i had like this anger within me that i really did not understand and eventually i grew to learn that i was angry because i didn't have like a father or a father figure and uh because that father or that father figure and the discipline because of all that stuff was missing i was like a little rough like growing up i was like uh i want to be gangster i would do like stuff that people really shouldn't be doing like inappropriate things eventually um we're still in high school. I, eventually I was with some friends and I was, I was always like, I was always the ringleader is what they would call. I was always the ringleader. So whenever it's time to do something right, good or bad, guess who's out in the front is Jerome. Oh. So there, there was something happening and it was me. We did something, we were messing with some people and then we got arrested. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like crazy. I can't keep doing this. What if, what if I have to stay here like in jail for the rest of my life? I can't do that. So I wanted to change it. Um, when I got out of that situation, right, luckily I didn't get charged. I was like, um, I need to change my life. And what do I want to do? Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to get a job, but I wanted to get a job where it made sense. So in at the time, like um uh, IT was like coming up and popular, like computers. I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense because computers are the the future. So I went to school for computers and then um 
well, before that, I, I had a job in retail. Um, and I was like, I, I didn't appreciate the job in retail. So I, then I went to school for computers and that's where I picked up like my tech background. You hear me talk about tech a lot. And, but while I was at that tech job, I got a tech job eventually while I was at that tech job, I had a manager who didn't appreciate me because I was outshining him. Right. I was like young, youthful. I was hip. I could do stuff and I could move faster than him. So I was outshining him and like everything, but, <laughs> um, experience. And he got like a little bit jealous and he would curse and yell at me. And I was like, I can't stay here either. I need to go work where somebody will appreciate me and who I, for who I am, not like be jealous or envious. And that led me to be, uh, become an entrepreneur. I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I was like, oh, you know what? I need to get in real estate. That's how I got into real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, is that? Yeah, is that no, the... that's awesome. Okay. Man. I, I right. think, I think there's, I think there's more to you, man, that, that you didn't mention. Um, but, but like, I think that that's just a, that's just a testament to your, to your story and how encouraging it is, man. I, I had no idea that was your upbringing, man. So like yeah. when you were, how, so how long were you being fostered for? Uh, I, I believe we were in foster care for five years. Five years. It seemed like, seemed okay. like 20, honestly, but yeah. I think it was only five. And then you were, you were able at a certain point to like reconnect with your mom. And how was that experience? Was that kind of yeah, like. They, they let us back with our mom eventually. And it, it, it was still a little rough. And sometimes like when I become the, when I came to grow like a little older, yeah. um, I, I would challenge her right. and it was still like a little rough. Um, so it wasn't like a great experience. Okay. Uh, yeah. We, we eventually being, we grew to love each other. Yeah. Right. But there yeah. was some rough patches. And you being a dad yourself, like, how do you reflect that on your kids? Like, you know, man. So, uh, I, I try not to talk too much, but Honestly, my son, like I, when I was talking about like that IT job, yeah. he saved my life because that, I was like, why am I doing this stuff? Um, and then I think I eventually, I can't remember all of the timelines, but I was like, what if I had kids or I was like, I don't want to do this. And I had a son and I was like, if you get in trouble, that son won't be able to, he won't have you. And you experience the same things that you experienced when you were growing up. And that's not a great thing. Like I was on I was in a, I was on a bad path. Like I, my life could have been taken at any moment because of the stuff that I was doing. So, um, eventually one day I just had like a revelation. I was like, you know what? You don't have to, I always hear people say, that's how I grew up. That's all I knew. And it's like, okay, if you know something, you can, oh, you can say, you know what? I don't want that. Let me get the opposite of what I experienced. And that's what I did. I was like, okay, my dad wasn't there. So I'm going to do everything that I can to be there for my, uh, children my son and i had my son about i was about 21 when i had him mm -hmm. and and shout out to your mom your mom's sitting right there right yeah yeah, yeah shout out mom. to your moms yeah so um as far as like your your um you know what you do in the real estate world and helping with real estate agents like i know that's a very specific niche market that you've been helping with specifically a lot of realtors a lot of wholesalers just a lot of people in the real estate field who are trying to market themselves better uh why the niche of real estate and not other things so the niche of real estate is there's a story um when i was at that job i was talking about like i gotta leave and when i went to research online i learned like i read not this particular book uh from kiyosaki but i read his rich dad poor dad and he was like uh get in real estate that's one of the ways that you um grow your wealth and become better so 
uh, naturally, I, I was like, all right, I'm going to get into real estate. And you had like a question, you had sent me a question and this is how I kind of met you. I was like, all right, I'm going to get into real estate. I'm going to go to these networking events. I had at the time I was at that, the job that I was telling you about, I had a mentor, um, and he had like a coaching program that was $3,000. And I was like, man, I can't afford that coaching program for $3,000, but I want to really want to work with this man because he, he's given me like advice and input. Um, I had to stay at that job when, where, for I think three years, two or three years, I had to save up three thousand uh, dollars. But I finally did it. And one of the one of the things that that mentor gave me, he was like, "Make sure you go out and network." I went out to network, and I would attend those events where we saw like Nick Tang, and this, um, I would learn everything that I could learn, and I would attend those events. And one time I was attending an event, and I, I would see these guys, and they would appear early, and they were helping out like Nick. And the organizer, I was like, oh, my God, how can I become one of those guys so I can help out and get in the good graces of this leader? And um, I eventually started to do that. And that is how I, um, you know, got involved. That's how I met you. Right. One time you were doing a deal or something like that. And I was like, well, John, come up here. That's, you know, and then um, so why real estate? Because like I, I do marketing. Why real estate is because I was in that niche. And I know the niche already. And I, I'm around it. I'm a real estate agent, real estate investor. So I was like, well, I'm already here. So I might as well focus on uh, who I'm already around. And that's how I picked and chose that niche. Mm, that's awesome. And yeah. uh, for, our, for our listeners on how we met, uh, for, for everyone, Nick, Nick is, uh, is, is, is who, who we view as our mentor. And he hosts uh, real estate events for people who are investors. So um, I think that's, from my recollection, that's when I do remember meeting you as well. Um, I, I also remember you being very encouraging because um, I felt like you've already had enough experience, if not more experience than I had about like the different parts of the real estate game. And um, I, I was only at the time scratching the surface of it. So um, I do remember you being instrumental and uh, very helpful. And I actually looked up to you. I still look up to you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that. He said, I'm better than you now. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I don't say it that way. But like, but, but in a way, in a way where I was just so new, man, like literally I was just so new and uh, everything was just like, um, uh, not just in real estate, bro, like, me getting out there, me putting myself out there. And I think when I was on your podcast, I, I mentioned that I really had to learn how to be comfortable to be uncomfortable, right? Because you and I, one attribute that we share together is that we're both introverted people, right? Um, and I don't think a lot of people in the same way as I would, uh, would know that you're an introverted person, right? Absolutely. And so you mentioned like get comfortable with their being uncomfortable and uh who we're talking about like nick um i've always heard that quote and i've always heard that phrase but i saw it in action through nick oh yeah he used to do stuff he's like i mean i don't know i'm just doing this and he would do <laughs> stuff whether he knew it or not and i was like that's really impressive i'm yeah. going to do the same thing and that's how i got out of my shell and that's how i became more comfortable because i paid attention to him and what he would do so i just modeled him and he didn't know i just i think i just told him like earlier this year or something like that. I was like, you've been my mentor for like years. You just didn't know. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing for him because everything he taught, like he never asked a dime for, like he mm -hmm. never asked a dime for it. And um, even to this day, that's why I always volunteer without any questions. Anytime there's an event or he needs help, 
and the same way for you, man. Like I even see you volunteering, which is awesome. So I I'm pretty sure you have that same mentality. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about digital real estate, man. So tell me more, tell me more about what you got going on there and uh, what's, what's happening. Yeah. So digital real estate strategy is um, during the pandemic, it, it, it for it, I grew it because people were struggling with marketing uh, during the pandemic. It hit us and everybody was like scared to do different stuff. And one of the things that we're scared of doing is like marketing. I was helping out this uh, other real estate investor association and they, they had like money to market. They had just paid a company like uh, $60,000 and they got nothing in return. And they asked me to help with their marketing. I was like, I, I'll help which I already was, I was volunteering for his organization, but I was like, I'm not going to do it for free, especially if you just paid that company. Um, and I had to leave. I was like, okay, I got to leave because I'm not going to just keep doing this for like $0. It's just my time. It's just my time to go. And I was like, okay, I want to start a company. I want to help people, right? The people in the real estate niche, this is how it came. I was like, I want to help them market their business and use technology in their business because paying attention to the market, I realized that a lot of people had, they were struggling with technology and marketing, technology and marketing. And that's how I formulated that. And I was like, okay, how can I get paid and monetize what it is that I'm good at, which is the technology and the marketing. And that's where I formed that agency. And we serve, like you said, specifically, we serve real estate entrepreneurs. So everything that we do is custom to people within real estate. Mm. And hold on, let me grab something here. And if you guys want to grab a book here from Jerome, this has some very useful information, guys. Man, that one is, that's a classic right yeah, there. This is, this, this is, there, there, yeah. There's a lot of spelling errors in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's they know a classic. you from North Philly, bro, from this book, all right? <laughs> <laughs> that one is a classic. That's I think that's the first or the second book I've ever written. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to send me like edition 15, whatever edition you're on now. Yeah. You got to send me the new edition because I still got your OG book, bro. Yeah, that's that's going to be a collector's edition yeah, in the future. Seriously. You're going to sign that one for me, right? Yeah, I'll sign it. All right, cool. Man. So, yeah. So, uh, Jerome, tell me, who has been your professional mentor? Um, Honestly, who we just talked about, it, it was Nick. Nick Tang, uh, especially in the real estate space, like becoming a real estate investor, I learned a lot from him, uh, paying attention. And one of the one of the skills that I learned that was instrumental to my success was uh, like wholesaling, like wholesaling from the MLS. He had this strategy where he taught how to wholesale from MLS, and um, I would just pay attention. I would attend his 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 meetings, and I would attend his workshops, and everything that he taught. I would, I would go out and apply. So uh, in terms of the real estate investing, like learning wholesaling space, like Nick was like highly, 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 highly pivotal for uh, my success. I had I had two mentors when I was first starting out. The other guy that I was telling you about, he kind of hates me now. And then Nick, like they, they were super important to who I am today. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, you know, looking back at it, like, what was that, Jerome? Was that like five years ago? Like four or five years ago? I, I honestly I think it was like seven years. Okay. For yeah, me. because yeah. Oh, for you. Yeah, for me, yeah. I think it was maybe five years ago. And I'm looking back at it. I'm like, dude, like it the deals were so good. Like that yeah. you could you could I mean you still can. Don't get me yes. wrong. It's still wholesale deals from the MLS, but that's how good deals were and that's how low interest rates were. That man, like had I had I actually I mean, it's always shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? At this point, mm -hmm. but man, like that really, 
encourages i'm hoping it encourages people like man we you you really have to start yesterday especially when you get in a real estate game absolutely all right so um the next question kind of segue uh what do people misunderstand about you the most um how direct i can be like i'm very direct and i typically don't care about like people's feelings more than I care about their results. So they'll misinterpret that and call me mean and a jerk and say, I don't care about people, but it's not true. It's like the opposite. I just want to help you get some results. I want to help you succeed. So people tend to misunderstand that about me. Right. Yeah. That, that definitely can be offensive sometimes. And you know what? And that's okay because what I realized working, you know, in sales for so long, um, (laughs) Like you're gonna just jive with certain people, and you're just not gonna jive with everyone, and that's okay. And exactly, you, know, you have to be okay with that. So I agree. And then one one I want to share uh, that I think, like you said, we have in common. People don't believe that I'm an introvert. It's like one of the best compliments I get. You're not an introvert. I am a major major introvert, but yeah. I I put myself out there. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. People people say the same thing for me, man. Like. Um, you know, me being like a leader, like a deacon of my church, you know, being a VP of a, of a Korean organization, like I'm a face of some of these like community groups, right? I'm, a, I'm in, I'm on the panel, right? At some of Nick's events, they're thinking like, I'm the most extroverted person. I'm like, yo, when I'm get when I get home, I get zonked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of like you, bro. I want to wind down playing video games. I don't know if you're still playing, bro, but I do. I do, man. <laughs> and we talked about we need to we, we was gonna do something in the past, but I forgot. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I still play. So all right, yeah, we'll we'll definitely link up later about that. So so what is uh what is one thing everyone sees? Uh what is one thing everyone seems to get wrong in the real estate industry industry? So what I mean by that. People who you are consulting, right? What mm-hmm. are some common flaws that you're finding or some things that you're correcting? Um, it's, it's actually a few. I'm going to try to limit it though. Uh, one, because I'm going to provide like value to your audience. One is the biggest one is marketing. Overall, like they don't understand you need that constant lead generation, that constant prospecting. You need like a pipeline, like kind of getting filled. But one of the ways to like shortcut that the issue in marketing is to use video content. Like use video content and put yourself out there. So I find that to be like the biggest one uh, that people struggle with. They're like, oh, I don't want to be on camera. It's got to look perfect. And like I was telling you before, I just uh, right before this podcast, I had the founder of BombBomb on my podcast and he talked about that. He even confirmed it, right? Like he's like, nobody cares about the fancy videos. They want the raw, real videos. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people think that their videos have to be extraordinary, extraordinary or extravagant, or they think that it needs to be fancy and it doesn't need to be that way. You just need to get it out there. It needs to be raw. The raw, authentic videos work much better than the fancier videos. So mm. No, I agree with you, man. And that's, that's why I always like, I was just talking to you off offline that all the videos that I do, I don't even edit it. Like all I do is literally I, uh, what's the word for it? I like shorten it or condense it so that it's like a shorter video, but I don't actually like edit like anything out of it. So it's the, it's the rawest form, bro. So, um, going into the next question. So what are some things realtors and entrepreneurs can do to market, to market themselves better? Um, which, which we just mentioned, if you can get out there, because we essentially, let's just, if we target like real estate agents, right? 
we're all real estate agents and we can all provide a customer or client the same thing. Mm -hmm. So what is one of the ways that you can separate yourself? Well, number one, you can kind of niche down. You can do some other stuff, right? That's like a broader thing. But more specifically, what you do is um, be more human in your content, be more human in your marketing, be more human in your business. And the way that you do that at scale to scale it is by using video content. Like use video content. Most people are not using video content in this industry. It's like less than 40%. But when you when you go over to the statistics, right, you pay attention, you can like look this up online. Like 80 cent, 80% of buyers and sellers, they want to see you on video. So people are missing out on a large opportunity because they're afraid to use video. And they just got to overcome that so they can put themselves out there. And uh, Darren, he just confirmed it too. He just said that. He was like, look, man, all you got to do is put the videos out there and it's guaranteed to make your business do better. Yeah. guaranteed and he has like tons and tons and tons of data supporting that if you create and you produce those videos you will get more clients and more customers yeah so what kind of video content are you are you are you seeing uh that has like the most result are they typically verticals like everything that goes vertical like a short or a youtube reel like those kinds of things a TikTok it, it really video? Yeah, it really depends on what your objective is. So it's, it's hard to give it like one answer. If right. you're looking for like viewership, I can say vertical videos that are typically short. So like videos that are typically under 60 seconds and ideally the shorter, the better. You will get a lot of exposure when you do those videos because every platform is promoting the short form video content. However, if you are in a particular niche or you have to educate people in a different way, that short form video won't work. You might get the view, but it's, it's not going to help you convince that client on why they should do business with you, or it's not going to explain that detailed seller's report that you need to explain to your client. So video has many different use cases in terms of like branding, maybe the short form vertical video format, maybe that works. But uh, when it comes to lead generation, you might have to explain something in more detail. Or when it comes to a market report, you might have to explain something in more detail. So video has a use in each of those cases. There's no one size fits all. Um, they all work and you just have to adapt it or adjust it to what you're trying to do. Yeah. And, and kind of like going along the same topic of that, like, what are your thoughts of like repurposing content? So that's why I found a huge amount of value. And like, that was one thing you taught me. Like if you put something in the internet or in the space of the internet, like YouTube, it's there forever. So what I've been finding is that when I put something not necessarily for a YouTube short or Instagram reel or TikTok video, but something that might be a little bit longer. Sometimes I find myself taking that content, copying and pasting and sending it to someone in a text message and say, Hey, I did talk about this topic before. Why don't you, you know, if you want to look about it, you know, if you want to look into it a little bit more detail here, here it is. I, I, so repurposing is, I actually think that's more important than creating new content because most of us are professionals and we've already talked about or we already have this content out there somewhere. And we're thinking about, oh my God, what's the next new thing? And it's like, just tap into what you already have. So it's highly, highly important. Like it's more important to focus on the repurposing than it is to create the new content because you already talked about it. Like find other ways to keep leveraging that same content over and over and over again. Um, that's my perspective. That's my input. Repurpose that content. You don't need to create new stuff. And there's this quote that there's no nothing new under sun i would agree with that like us as professionals all this information that we're sharing it's already out there it's already out there so we can just repurpose it if you can't mm -hmm. repurpose your own content go find an article of someone that's talking about how to sell a house and you report on that okay guys i'm reading this article today and you tell them you walk them through that article and you make it more human because you're repurposing your content or someone else's content okay that's cool man 
And, uh, you know, we're going to wind it down with these last two questions. So, Jerome, what are you looking for to make your job easier? I know a common answer would be, you know, you know, to fill a, a specific, like, you know, a common answer would be like a vacation or, you know, a new client. But if you can fill a specific role, make a purchase, you know, get a new acquisition, what is the one thing that you need help with? Man, you got me. You got me. Um, <laughs> If somebody could bring value to me, what would I need help with? Um, and I, I, I would and probably I say, I say this just to kind of cut you off because you're a man of 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 a person that likes to bring value. So I kind of want to reverse the roles and say, hey, how can we as listeners and how can we and me, how can we provide value for you? I appreciate that. And um I should be ready because I do the same thing to other people. Right. And I'm like force the value out of them. So yeah. uh, but with with that, I thought about something while you were talking. So during our podcast, which I think would be valuable, during my podcast, you talked about, so for you to kind of bring me value that I, I find value in what you're doing, is that role-playing call that you do. I think that is very valuable, and I think people uh, could benefit from something like that, um, you know, like publicly or, or you know, maybe you kind of running or co-hosting or co like doing some kind of group like that. I think that would be very, very valuable for people because one, the information is already out there. Like, it's, it's just like, all right, now we need to take action. We need to practice. We need to get out there. We need to make the phone calls and have the conversations and the role playing can really help that. So for you, I think that would be uh, very valuable. For the audience, um, I think that, um, I would say like, I'm going to give another one to you. I, I would tell them to rate the podcast. I, I would tell them to rate this podcast episode. I think that would be valuable to to you as well as me. I would appreciate that. Rate the podcast, leave a review, give feedback, right? And not just positive, like honest feedback. What can we do better? What did you like about it? Stuff like that. So that would be highly beneficial to me. And then uh, I would recommend like that way you can add immediate value is just, just go buy one of my books. So yeah. So. And how many books you have now? You have like what, 12 books? Yeah, I'm up to like 15. 15? Um, and what number was this one? That was like number two or three. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got to go back through that one because that's probably my favorite. Uh, if I'm honestly thinking about it, because it can give value to anybody in any industry. Yeah. It's like how to shortcut like a lot of stuff is productivity hacks. I actually I actually like remember parts of that book and then I go back and I thumb through it. Cause I remember there are parts of it that you, that you've, you know, you've gone over. So that definitely helps. Yeah. I need to go back and fix it. Cause that's, that's a good book. It's, it's got it good, good tips. Book. I know it's all. And one thing you'll always hear me say is version one is better than version nine, right? People that's worry true. about the mistakes and look, looking perfect. And you just said, it. you guys think got errors and, and typos and guess what? You still go through it and you still extract value somehow. So uh, yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. And it's awesome. Believe me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep, dude, this is on the same shelf as, uh, uh, never split the difference. Uh, uh, rich dad, poor dad, four hour body, dude. You're on the, you're on the, you're on the uh, same level as Robert Kiyosaki and Tim Ferriss and Chris Voss, dude. You got some, you got some pretty good, uh, pretty good guys up there. So, um, for our listeners, last question: Where can our listeners find you? The easiest way is to just, um. Well, one, I would say check me out on YouTube, type my name in, Jerome Lewis, I should come up. And then uh, 
my website is JeromeLewis.com, and that should lead you to everything else that I do. So that's how you can find out more about me. All right, brother. Well, it was a pleasure speaking to you. And um, we'll definitely catch up, maybe play some video games. All right. Thank you. Yeah, All thank right, you. I appreciate you, John. All right, brother. Take care. All right. All right, bye.